Welcome to another edition of the podcast. And so this is the fourth one in the series of the art and science of exercise. Quick recap, part one was really why you should do it for the longevity benefits. Part two, I did a deep dive into cardiorespiratory training. Uh, part three, we went into um, strength or resistance training and overall principles um, for designing your workouts. Now, now we're going to jump into some of the key training variables um, for strength, power, hypertrophy, and muscular endurance, right? So before we jump into that, let's just take it from the top. So some basic stuff here for, for some people who are a bit more advanced, but strength or resistance training, it's aimed at, at increasing either muscle strength, muscle size, power, endurance, or a combination of those things. And obviously involves the use of resistance. So what sometimes that's weights, can be resistance bands, it can even be body weight. And the idea is that you need to challenge the muscles to stimulate growth, right? So hold that in the back of your head. Now there's a whole host of different benefits, including things like improved posture, um, which I think we all need these days, increase bone density, reduce risk of injury, enhanced athletic performance, enhanced longevity, and enhanced health span. And to maximize the benefits of strength training, it's important that we use some guides around the number of sets, repetitions, uh, and rest periods. Now, repetitions, um, just at a basic level, is the number of times that you will perform a specific movement, such as lifting a weight or doing a push-up. Um, and those repetitions together are sets. You may do a set of 20 push-ups or 10 bench presses. Um, and so we often, when we're using weights, we refer to the weight we're used as a function of RM. So you might hear 8RM or 12RM or 1RM. RM stands for the repetition maximum. So a 1RM is the maximum amount of weight that you can do for one rep, say a squat or a bench press. You just could not do a second rep. So 8RM is the weight that you can do for eight reps and no more whilst keeping correct form. So you might be able to eke out another one, but it's just the form is ratchet. So sets, as I said, refer, refer to the number of times you perform a specific exercise within uh, or with a number of repetitions um, in every set. So the recommended number of sets and reps, I'm going to go through this in a bit, but it depends on your fitness goals, such as am I training for strength or hypertrophy? or power, or endurance, or a bit of a combination, right? It also depends on your experience level, as we'll see, and the type of exercise that you're performing. Now, having said that, the most important principle in, in determining somebody's gains um, from strength training, um, forget about sets, reps, all of that stuff for a minute. The number one principle is consistency about consistently going to the gym because we need to challenge our muscles on a reasonably consistent basis. Otherwise, um, we lose it. So it, the muscle is very much a use it or lose it. And particularly as we get older, we lose it a lot quicker than we might think. So once we've got consistency nailed, um, it's really important um, that we follow what's called the SAID principle. And that stands for specific adaptations to impose demands. So how does that apply to your training? So, so here's a bit of a guide around it. So the first thing is um, if you're a beginner, 
start with basic exercise and then move to more advanced or complex exercises. So machines are a great place to start out for people who have got no or little training um, history and they'll get great benefits for that. And you should be doing that before you go anywhere near like Olympic lifting, which is completely at the other end of the scale, right? So start with basic, go more complex. Then the next one uh, is slow to fast. A lot of the early adaptations when you start to do strength training are from the nervous system. So you start off with slower controlled movements and then you speed them up as you get more neuromuscular control, as we call it. Then the next principle is low force to high force. So if you're a beginner um, using the 8 to 15 RM, so I would do a set of between 8 and 15 reps, that's a great place to start. 1RM stuff is very, very high force and it's high risk. And it really, for me, 1RM should only be done by elite athletes or those with bucket loads of training experience because the risk of injury is much, much bigger and the benefits are actually small. I personally never go heavier than a 3RM, right? But some people who are who are athletes or into CrossFit or something may do 1RM, but it is risky, right? Then the next thing is about short duration slash distance to long duration. So it's pretty obvious if you're starting out as a runner, right? You don't do 20K on your first run. And the same principle applies to strength training. You don't go in and train for 90 minutes um, when you're a beginner because it's a, a lot of it's a waste, right? And then we go bilateral to unilateral. So bilateral is both sides of the body. So think of a barbell bench press. That's a bilateral exercise because you're using both of your arms. Whereas if you do a dumbbell bench press, you got one in each arm. That's a unilateral exercise, right? Or a classic unilateral exercise, a standing cable press where you're standing up and you're doing one arm movements, right? And then the last one is a really important principle. And this is something that a lot of people overlook. And it's the principle of overload. So you need to continually overload the muscle as you get more experience in order to stimulate, continue to stimulate adaptations. One of the worst things that people do is they get a workout or a few workouts that they like and they repeat that workout or those workouts ad nauseum. They will get benefits um, for a while. And if you're a beginner, you'll get heaps of benefits, but then they will tail off, right? And that's where we need to bring in more sophisticated stuff. So if we put all of this together, it looks something like this, right? So for beginners, general recommendation, do one to two sets of eight to 12 reps for each exercise, and then perform a total of between 10 and 15-ish sets in a workout, right? So it might be you, you pick eight different exercises, uh, seven or eight, and you're going to do two sets of each of those and eight to 12 reps, right? So that's a total of 14 to 16 sets in your workout. And, and that is a really good place to start. That will give you a good foundation of strength. Um, and if you're just doing that, as I said earlier, a couple of times a week, you will get some pretty good gains on that. Now, as you become more experienced, you need to increase the number of sets and either the reps or the weight to continue challenging your muscles. And as I said, that's one of the, more, the core principles of exercise training, progressive overload. Now, as you become more experienced, you should be looking at a total of 20 to 25 sets 
per muscle group or movement pattern uh, per week, right? So I talked earlier last week about the primal movement patterns. There's, there's seven of them, but six which actually apply to strength training, right? And that's that's quite a lot of volume um, when you're looking at that. But it's actually, as we'll see, even more if you're just working on body parts and doing traditional sort of bodybuilding workouts, right? Now, other tweaks that you can add um, as you get more experience, things like supersets, which I'm a big fan of, drop sets, um, I'm a big fan of those, forced repetitions. There's a number of different things. Super slow training. There's a whole heap of different variables that you can use uh, as you get more experience, right? Uh, and whilst also doing workouts in different rep ranges over a period of time, right? We call this periodization. And I'm going to talk about periodization in a bit more detail soon. Now, when it comes to rest periods, we obviously need to give our muscles adequate time to recover between sets, but we don't want to do it too long. And the rest periods, well, they will vary depending on your fitness goals and the type of exercise that you're performing. So for strength and power training, you're generally going to want to take more rest than hypertrophy training, where you're trying to grow bigger muscles. Um, and, and that's for a particular reason, because for hypertrophy, we really want volume and we want metabolic stress on those muscles. And I'll come again to that in a bit more detail. Now, it's important that you adjust your, your rest periods based on the intensity of your workout. So if you're doing really heavy lifts, what we call high-intensity exercises, you may need longer rest periods to, to allow your muscles to recover. So for instance, if you're doing heavy squats or, or, or heavy deadlifts, you're probably going to need more rest than if you're doing bicep curls, obviously, right? So if you're performing lighter exercise, obviously, there's shorter rest period. Now, let's talk about how those sets, reps, and rest periods should vary depending on whether you're doing you're training for strength and power or for hypertrophy or for muscle endurance. Now, bear in mind that unless you're training for a particular sport, it's important to challenge your muscles with different types of training. This is coming back to this periodization. Now, it can get really, really complicated, but for most people, if you're not an elite athlete, there's two basic types of periodization. One is called block periodization, and that may be I'm going to um, do strength training, focus on strength for six or eight weeks, and then I'm going to switch over. I'm going to focus on hypertrophy for six or eight weeks. And then I'm going to focus on muscle endurance for another six or eight weeks. So that was a very traditional way of doing it. And um, more recently, and something that I'm a bigger fan of, is to periodize your workouts within a week. So you might do one whole body uh, workout um, strength in, in that rep range. And then you might do one for endurance and then you might do one for hypertrophy. And that way you're going to be challenging your muscle differently within a week, right? So let's now get into some of the detail around sets and reps and rest periods for particular types of training. So let's first take hypertrophy training. So think of this as traditional bodybuilding um, where I'm actually trying to grow the size of my muscles. Um, so the research on this um, has actually changed over the years. Um, so and traditionally they would say, you know, it's that sort of six to 15 rep range. But now actually the research is saying you can get significant hypertrophy in a rep range from five to 30. And the 30 is actually quite high. But if you're going to do that, you need to probably be of, of, of good training history 
because you've really got to be going to failure on those 30 reps. And it hurts like hell as that lactic acid starts to accumulate. So um, five to 30, but traditionally it's within that six to 15 range. Now, rest periods, again, the research has changed a little bit. Traditionally, it was 30 to 90 seconds rest and between them, depending on, again, if you're doing something like squats or deadlifts, probably a little bit more rest than if you're doing um, something like biceps or triceps. Um, however, some researchers have suggested that you can take up to three minutes, right? And then um, the rep, rather, the number of sets that you need to do per muscle group is between 10 to 20 sets per muscle group over the period of a week. Now, when you look at the traditional breakdown of muscle groups, there's kind of 10 or 11 different muscle groups, right? So you have chest, back, bicep, triceps, shoulders, quads, glutes, hamstrings, calves, forearms, and abs. If you count all of those, that's 11 different muscle groups. And if you're doing 10 to 20 sets, you're doing a hunt per, per muscle group, you're doing 110 to 220 sets a week. That is a shitload of time um, spent in the gym, and um, which is often why um, people who are into hypertrophy training who don't have a lot of experience, they train their mirror muscles. The mirror muscles are the ones that you can actually see in the mirror. Tends to be chest, abs, and um, biceps, and quads. And you'll see these people off the very underdeveloped backs. They don't do much on their glutes, their hamstrings, or their other calves, just because of that time. Now, there is some recent research from Brad Schofield's uh, Schofield's um, lab that shows you can get benefits from as little as four sets per week. Um, but that's in the 6 to 15 RM range, and, and that is going to failure. Um, and generally, that is for people who are have a less of a training history. So if you're a beginner, you might get those benefits. Um, so then um, when we're talking about hypertrophy, I actually think that those primal movement patterns are, are good enough for, for the vast majority of people, right? So those six different primal movement patterns and then getting 10 to 20 sets of those primal movement patterns over the course of a week. And then you could do, say, if you really wanted to um, work on your biceps, then you could add in one extra workout on your biceps and triceps or something like that to bring up a particular muscle group. So this will cut down the amount of time that you're in the gym um, if you want to do that traditional sort of hypertrophy training. So let's now talk about strength and power training. So I'm actually going to combine these because unless you are really an elite athlete, um, the, the only variable that changes is the percentage of your rep maximum. So what I mean by that is that for power training, um, there's a bit of a variation, but generally it's pretty low um, percentage of, of your one rep max. So generally down to that 20 to 30%, but there are variations, right? So if you're doing something like plyometric, like a, um, for instance, let's take a jump squat. So you actually have a bar on your back and you're actually doing a squat and then jumping up. You really want to be down to that 20 to 30% of one RAM. 
Whereas you can go as high as 50 to 70% if you're doing some dynamic stuff, right? Um, where, for instance, you're doing a standing cable push for a boxer, you know, maybe half of your 1RAM to try to do that. But again, you would vary that of a really light one at 20 to 30%, then going up to that 50, maybe even as high as 70%. But generally, we're talking 20 to 50% of your 1RAM um, for power training. And then strength training, you're generally up at that 80 to 95% of your 1RM. But the number of, of, of sets and the number of reps and the number of exercises and the number of rest are generally the same around the recommendations. So just to simplify this, think three to five, right? That is the magic number when you're doing both strength and power training. So that means three to five different exercises three to five sets of those exercises, three to five repetitions, and then three to five minutes of rest between sets. Now, with power training, the big difference is the load. You're doing the same amount of exercises, sets, reps, and rest. And the reason for that is that um, you want to be able to exert maximum power. And after about five reps, even at a light load, um, that that par is really going to start to drop off. So you're going to minimize those gains. So that's why um, they are very, very similar. Now, if we, we get really practical on this, and let's take the lower end of it for an example. So let's say you were doing three exercises and three sets of exercises per body part or per movement pattern. Right, So that's nine sets per body part or per movement pattern. Three exercises times three sets. Say, just for argument's sake, a set's going to take you a minute. So there's nine minutes total work. And then you have eight rest periods in between those nine sets times three minutes of rest period. That's 26 minutes. So there's 37 minutes per body part or per movement pattern to do an effective strength training workout. So if you've only got, say, 40 minutes to go into the gym, do a quick warm-up, and there you go. Um, and if you're doing hypertrophy training or body part training, um, there's 40 minutes, and you're going to need to do all those different body parts, right? So this is where um, things like supersets come in. And I'm a big fan of supersets um, or trisets. So, for instance, you might do chest and back so you'll do a bench press and then lat pull downs and we call that one superset so you're not taking the rest between them you do that that group and then you actually do your three minutes rest or you might even mix it up and do okay i'm going to do squats and then i'm going to do arms so i might do a, a tricep of squats biceps and triceps do them all and then rest for a couple of minutes. Now, I don't actually, if I'm doing that sort of a workout, I don't rest for the full three minutes because I'm thinking, well, I just did my squats and then for the next minute or, or minute and a half, I was actually training my biceps and triceps. So I'm going to count that into the rest. So this is where you can get a little bit creative. So a couple of other things to think about when you're doing strength and power training is basically the tempo or the speed. So with power, you're trying to move it as fast as you possibly can. Now, now with strength, um, the, the, the 113 tempo is a really useful thing. So it's about one second or a count of one 
for the contracentric or the contraction for you. So for a bicep, that's where you're raising it. And then there's a one second pause or a count of one, and then a three count to lower. So that's the eccentric, where your muscle is contracting under lowering or a stretch. And actually, eccentric training has been previously underappreciated. What we see is that that actually creates more gains than the concentric part. And in the gym, you see a lot of people who do not pay proper attention to the eccentric part of the movement. So they'll lift the weight and then they'll just drop the weight really, really quickly. And, and that is not working the muscle properly. You want to think of that time under tension and, and doing the lowering phase slowly where you're still having to contract rather than just use gravity is going to work that muscle much, much better. So let's really put it all together. Now, the reality is I've given you the, the rep ranges and sets and all of that. And that comes from the research if you want to optimize your gains in those particular areas. But it doesn't mean that if you're doing, say, four repetitions, you're not going to get any hypertrophy. Or if you're in a hypertrophy range and you're doing 12, that you're not going to get any increases in strength. It just doesn't work like that. There's, there is a variation. So how I put things together... I like to do more express workouts. So I will use that movement pattern that I talked about, squat, push, lunge, pull, hinge, rotate. I alternate the upper and lower versions of those. I tend to do 30 seconds of work and 10 seconds of recovery. So that 30 seconds of work, depending on the exercise, is generally in that 8 to 15 rep range or 8 to 15 RM. I'm picking a weight that I'm kind of done then. Um, and that means that I can work at a very high intensity. I do four rounds of that. That's 24 sets of about 30 seconds each. So that's 12 minutes. And then you have the rest periods, the 23 rest periods. So including warm-up, I'm done in 20 minutes. And I've had a full body workout with all of those different movement planes. So then the next time I come and do a workout, I'll have a focus on strength. So I'm periodizing within a week. So I might actually pick those same ones and I vary this within a week. So I might do squat, push, lunge, pull, hinge, rotate. I'm picking different exercises this time for each of those movement patterns because I want to stimulate my body and I'm picking a heavier weight and I'm using that 1-1-3 tempo uh, and doing um, generally three to five reps, generally towards the, the higher end. That's still going to take me close to 30 seconds, but I'm not really timing it. I'm just saying, hey, I'm going to get five reps today and I'm going to do that. And again, I'm getting that full body workout in less than 20 minutes. Or I might split that out from my strength and do one day I'm going to do upper and then the next day I'm going to do lower body and I'm going to use that three to five principle of sets, repetitions, exercises and rest periods. But I don't like sitting around for three minutes. I actually use supersets in that to, to minimize the rest. Now, am I maximizing my gains? Absolutely not. Um, but I'm getting pretty close to it, to be honest. And then if you're doing a third session, um, you may do a, a rehab. And if there's a particular muscle group that you want to work on, then you'll target that muscle group uh, and, and get some extra focus on that muscle group. So hopefully 
<laughs> I know this has been a lot of stuff and you'll probably have to listen to this two or three times over and take notes as you do it. But hopefully that gives you a little bit of a guide. But just in summary, there are different repetitions, different rest periods, um, and different loads for strength, power, and hypertrophy. And then if you're doing endurance, um, you want to be up at that 20 plus repetitions with shorter rest to really blast that. So hopefully that gives you a bit of a guide. You can either split it between upper body one day and lower body the next day, or you can do those primal movement patterns, or you can do the body part training um, with those 11 different um, typical body parts. So hopefully that gives you uh, some guides to be able to create a structured strength training program. But at the bare minimum, you want to be doing two full body workouts. And I recommend if you do that, you use the movement patterns, two full body workouts, strength training workouts um, uh, and, and a week. And that will give you the minimum that you need to be able to function well in older life. That's it for this week. Catch you next time. If you enjoyed today's episode and you think somebody else might benefit from it, uh, just share the episode with them. The other thing you can do to support the podcast is leave us a review because they really help. Catch you next time.